I have to introduce you to somebody I met a few years ago, and I was just so impressed by him that uh, we became friends, and I was marveling at his endless energy, his boundless enthusiasm for America, especially when he was not yet a citizen trying to get into this country and relentlessly pursuing the proper way to become an American citizen. He is now, and he is also uh, showing his love for this country in many different ways, including a, a group that educates students on the beauty and brilliance of America. He's a, a former Aussie, now an American citizen, and I'm proud to call him my friend, Nick Adams. Hello, sir. Welcome. Hello, Michael Pelker. Always a pleasure to join you and your listeners. Well, it, it's great to hear from you. It's been too long. We did not see each other at CPAC, although I was there and you were there. Uh, things were just crazy uh, this year, as they always are. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm glad we get a little time to have a relaxed environment because whenever you're in a crowd of people, Nick, people are always running up to you to touch your to touch your robe and say, here's a guy who managed to navigate the immigration mess and become an American citizen. We need a miracle. Well, they were the days of no social distancing, Mike. Yeah. I don't know that they'd be doing that right now. I know, I know. And you remember, and I remember, right after CPEC, there were all these rumors and scurrilous tales of, oh, somebody had the virus and was near the president. And, you know, I haven't heard anything about anybody who got sick from CPEC. Did you? No, either have I. Uh, the invisible enemy was pretty invisible at CPEC as well. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, Nick, I want to get to your book, but I have to tell people your story because you wanted to become an American and it took you years to become an American and a lot of money. But you believed that this is the place you needed to be. Right. And, and you ultimately persisted. That delay and those problems you had happened under a previous administration. Do you think it would have taken you all those years had Donald Trump been in the White House? Well, I certainly hope not. Look, I, I know that the immigration system is very convoluted. It's very hard for people to come to America the right way still. And it's very easy for people to come to America the wrong way. Although that seems to have abated somewhat with the new... Uh, leadership of the 45th president and his administration. But overall, Mike, immigration here in the United States is uh, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, we really need the best people coming. We really need to make sure it's easy for great people who want to give to come, and we want to make it impossible for those that uh, are not going to be any good for our nation for them to come here. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And hopefully we'll get a second term for this president to work on refining that system. Nick Nick is a guy, as I said, he's written four books, bestsellers. He also is the brains behind the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness, also known as FLAG. It's a uh, an organization that works with students to teach them about the American dream. And I know you're always bouncing around talking at schools and, and talking to kids. And uh, one of the things that I'm sure you mentioned to them is uh, the greatness of this country and people like Donald Trump. But you've got a new book that puts Trump on par 
with one of the idols uh, for many people, Winston Churchill, a guy who really who really bucked the system in the 20th century. And let's talk about the new book, Trump and Churchill. Yes, well, I'm very excited. This is an incredible book, uh, Mike, if I may say so myself. It's got a forward by Newt Gingrich, who's no history slouch either. I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah, wow. uh, Trump and, Yeah, Trump and Churchill, both two fantastic modern leaders, uh, unique historic, consequential. On the surface, Mike, you wouldn't really think that uh, the two men had all that much in common. No. One was a five, yeah, one was five foot six and loved to drink. The other a six foot three teetotaler. One um, took naps every afternoon. The other seemed to barely sleep. Uh, one was this soaring orator and the other a, a rather crude tweeter. <laughs> but if you drill down just a little bit, you find that the two men are remarkably similar. Neither concealed their true self or conformed to expectations. Both were intensely disliked, even hated. Both loved their country. Both were alpha males. Both clear thinkers and plain speakers. Both followed uh, very weak predecessors in Chamberlain and Obama, which I think only serves, that juxtaposition serves to intensify and magnify the leadership qualities in both men, uh, both endured great battles with the political establishment. So in researching my book, Trump and Churchill, I found the parallels between the times and the men to be just incredible. It's amazing to me when you start bringing up the uh, contradictions and uh, the differences between them, as you mentioned, Churchill liked the drink. As a matter of fact, he carried a prescription, I believe, from his doctor in order to be able to drink when he was when Americans weren't allowed to drink in this country. Uh, Churchill, he most, yeah. yeah, he most certainly didn't. And actually, when he was on the train uh, going to Fulton, Missouri, to deliver the uh, now famous Iron Curtain speech, often referred to as the greatest figure, uh, greatest ever given by a foreign uh, foreign national. Uh, he said that if he could ever be born again, he would be born in this country, in America. He went on to say in typical Churchill fashion, although I deplore some of your customs, primarily your refusal to drink during meals. <laughs> yes, he so did. He's a, he's a character. He did enjoy the drink. Now, we're talking to Nick Adams. He's a buddy of mine. Uh, somebody who shares my political leanings, my appreciation for conservatism in America. And he did it by choice. Nick came to this country by choice. And you have to respect that because a lot of us were lucky enough to be born here. Nick came here because he had to be here. His new book, Trump and Churchill, is about two men who led their countries in really difficult times. And we're now seeing that with with Donald Trump in the time of this fight against the virus, uh, Donald Trump is having to take on a Churchillian-like direct approach to this enemy that I, I think is ultimately going to serve him well and serve the country well. Uh, I'm sure you're on the same page with me as that, Nick. Without a doubt, and there's actually quite a few things that can be said about Trump's leadership during time uh, that is reminiscent of Churchill. The first and foremost, just in the last couple of days, 
the president has been uh, roundly lambasted for peddling what New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio referred to as a false optimism. Uh, they're saying that the president's been too optimistic and too sunny in his disposition and uh, you know, not, a pro- not a sufficiently uh, painting just how dire and grave everything is. And I really reminds me of Churchill, you know, because uh, even in the darkest days, Churchill always chose courage. He always chose to reassure. He always chose to project confidence, to remind people of previously great times and tell them that in the future those times would be even better. And uh, that's really what Donald Trump is doing, saying that he built the greatest economy ever before and do it again. Um, And then also we see that much like Churchill, uh, Trump has this unique ability to always end up being right. I mean, both men throughout their careers in politics uh, would always be told that they were wrong, they were incorrect, their judgment was off. only to be proven correct with the course of time. And we've seen this. You know, Trump was right about banning travel to China. He was right about the number of ventilators. He was right about hydroxychloroquine. He was right about the numbers of cases receding when the warmer weather would start. Uh, So that's something that both men have in common as well. I'm with you. I'm with you. The book is Trump and Churchill... The author is Nick Adams. Nick, the book's not in stores yet, but we're not in stores yet. So uh, when is it going to be out and when can we get it? So the book comes out next month, but the great news is it's May. But the great news is, uh, Mike, that you can go online right now and order it. Amazon.com, BN.com for Barnes & Noble's website. Amazon.com, you can get it immediately. Ah, oh, that's a beautiful thing. I, I love it. Uh, Nick, I hope I get to see you in person again soon, wandering the halls in D.C. somewhere or wherever you end up. Uh, it's been too long, my friend. Thank you for joining us. Stay healthy, stay safe. It's always a pleasure, Mike.